Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and the purpose of our show includes helping those who are in polygamy to escape, not only to facilitate their escape, but to help them after they are free, and to help them know that polygamy was never commanded by God, and they do not have to live polygamy in order to please Him or uh, go into heaven. If you or anyone that you know is in polygamy and would like to get out, or if you know someone who needs to talk about it, give us a call because we'd be happy to talk to you and explain to you what we do. We do help escape people escape, and we do help them after they're gone. And of course, everything that we talk about and everything we do is held in strict confidentiality. We do have a toll-free number. You're free to call this number if you would like to talk about your situation or give this number to someone else who needs it. And it's toll-free 877-425-9993. Now, if you'd like to make comments about our show or if you have any questions about any of our shows, you can email us or telephone us. Uh, about content or topic. Our email is email at whatloveisthis.tv and the telephone number is 385-240-2888. So feel free to contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Now, we all have most likely have heard it said at some time or another, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. Well, the only thing necessary for polygamy to continue to triumph is for those who have been abused by it to do or say nothing, or for those who have been in it to not talk about it uh, so others won't know what it's all about. Our guest this time is a former plural wife who has something to say about life in polygamy, and it's, she's certainly worth listening to. And so we want to uh, introduce a former Kingston polygamy group member and former plural wife, Carrie Pratt-Brown. Thank you for coming, Carrie. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Doris. You're welcome. You've got quite an interesting story, and so we're going to take it from the top and just kind of work through it and, and, and just tell our viewers what, you know, what it was like to be in the polygamy group and, and the reason you left and what it's like after you left. Now, you were raised in the Kingston group. Born, were you born in the group? Born yes, a member? I, yes, I was. Um, and why don't you just tell us about, about your family? Was your father a polygamist? Did he have plural wives? Do you have a lot of siblings? I have a lot of siblings, but while I was when I was growing up, my dad never lived, lived plural marriage. He did briefly later on after I left. Oh. After um, I, you know, was married. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was growing up, there was there were sixteen of us. Sixteen kids and one mother. Oh yeah. Yeah. We okay. uh, we got that at school all the time. How many mothers do you have? How many fathers do you have? That was. <laughs> you so. Sixteen siblings from the same mother, then, and, and that's in a polygamy group is unusual, isn't it? it well, was... there's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, of mothers that have a lot more kids, mm -hmm. though. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and a father that has that many kids usually has more than one wife too. So right. So while you were growing up, um, you you didn't live in a polygamy home, but you lived in the polygamy group. So did did you expect? Did were you taught about polygamy? Did you were you groomed to practice polygamy when you uh, grew up that you would be a plural wife? I yes, uh, my ch- my older sisters were plural wives. Ah, okay. They were like third, I think, believe they were third wives, second or third wives. So you expected to be a plural wife when you got married? Oh, yeah. It's something that you just, you didn't think that you'd be anything else. I mean, that was. And how did you feel about that? Did you have any opinion? Uh, growing up, I mean, I don't think I really thought so much about it because it's it's like breathing when you're in that yeah you're just groomed from the cradle almost to, yeah pretty to much do that, to expect that probably the hardest part was when you're in a big family where there isn't the money then you there isn't food there uh-huh. i grew up without most of the necessities and um in my later life it's made me you know hold on to things that weren't you know as uh what like buy a lot of food you know mm-hmm, yeah just because you were afraid that you won't have it or you know and, and I understand that too but we were raised in severe poverty too growing right. up and the Kingston's do that with their members they just keep they you do. penny pinching all the time they do and, and not allowing personal uh, products so when you were old enough to get married how old were you when you got married and did they choose your husband for you or did you choose your own actually I met him um, he worked upon the farm, and me and my mom really didn't. When I when I was growing up, my mom thought I was like a devil child. She didn't have a very high opinion of me. She made me told me when I was quite young that I would she I was her mistake. Oh my goodness! And oh, and you grew up with that. Huh? I grew up with that, and I just wanted to. It was more escape, more to get away from the because. You know, nobody wants to be so, so they're not loved. So you wanted to get married and get away from I want, there. Yeah, but it was more, it wasn't like when you get married, then you should get married because you love them and because you want to start a life, not because you're trying to get away from what you consider to be a bad situation. Why, if I can ask this, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine, but why would, did she call you that? Because I was, I was very opinionated and mom didn't understand me and so she... She, she didn't really try to understand me, so she told me when I was very young. That hmm. There's not room for personal opinion and, and uh, personal thinking in polygamy groups, though. That's, that's something true. that's difficult for them to handle. That's true, and, there, and there's a lot of abuse because you got so many kids and you're living in that situation. Yeah. It's really difficult. To, you're not really taught to, you know, be patient with them or, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you let's go back to you when you got married. You met your the man that was going to become your husband. Um, how old were you when you got married, and how did you decide to marry him? Um, he talked to well. I was I was fifteen when I we got engaged, but I was sixteen when I married him. He was two months off of being forty. Oh wow! He was that much older than you. He was that much, he was twenty four when I was born. So was he your? Were you his first wife? I was the first wife. He'd never been married before. He went and talked to my father, and my de- father gave it gave his consent. Yeah. And your mother says, "Please take her off my hands." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then, 
he became your husband. So you were 16 when you got I married. I mean, I was, he was an adult and I was still a child. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. Uh, but he, but he, had, he hadn't had any experience being married before either, so it was kind of a new experience for both of you. Right. Uh, how long before he started taking plural wives? Um, he started licking right after we was married. Really? Um, up till, um, I don't remember how long it was. I was, have to, it was a few years, but he, every year he was looking for wives all the time. My goodness. How'd he, that make you feel? Oh, worthless. <laughs> I mean, you should be enough, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Even though you were raised with the idea that you would become a plural wife, you right. were you were lucky enough, if you could use those terms, to have gotten um, into uh, being a first wife. Right. And now, him taking plural wives didn't sit well with you. Um, it wasn't. They were my sisters, and it was really. Um, it really didn't. At first, it was fine because. Um, so he married your siblings. He married, yeah. He married my sisters. How yeah. many? He married four of my sisters. Four of your sisters. Yeah. Wow. Were they younger or older than um, you? Um. My youngest sister. I'm trying to think of the ages. I have uh, my next, the oldest sister, and the rest of them are younger than me. Wow. Right. So. So all. So he had four plural wives besides he did. you. He five did. total wives. Right. And, okay, let's go back to that. How did you feel about your sisters marrying your husband? Um, well, they were very jealous. And, I mean, I've always been, you know, to get, I, I like getting along with people. Because I love people. Yeah. And my sisters were, they were very jealous of me. And, I mean, you can't tell me a guy can, doesn't have a favorite. They have a favorite and everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when they, when they show the favorite, then you're just like, you know, yeah. You, you you don't feel like you're worth anything. Yeah. So who was his favorite? My younger sister, Your of youngest, course. The youngest one. Yeah. She like had more she had more of his she liked more of the things he liked. So when we would go anywhere she really, she looked like the wife. She walked oh. by him and I walked hmm. back with that's sad. That broke your heart, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, how many years did it take him to get these four extra wives? Oh wow! I haven't really thought about that. Um, I mean, did he do it bam, 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 or was it several years? It was. It went, it went several years. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, the two, the two last ones were his father's. They had been married to his father, and when his father passed away, then he. It, oh my word! So they married their their husband's son. Yeah, right. Uh, well, now I know this happens in polygamy group, but it always just—it's just so right. awful when you think about it. Well, so. well one of my sisters, uh, it, she married him he, for, to be took care of because uh, she wasn't used to not having anybody. But mm -hmm. it wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't um, to have kids because she was beyond that. Yeah. How young was his youngest wife? You or your younger sister or one of the others? Were um, they younger than you? She was fifteen when she got married. She was 15 when she married. Now, they claim they don't marry young girls off. Right. Sure, they don't. <laughs> when I got married, she was two. You were, okay. So she was. You were two years old when she, you got married, she, and then she grew up and married your husband she at was, 15. She, she was two, and then, um, let's see. No, she was one when we got married, and then she married him when she was 15. So, so it was 14 years later. Right. After you married him, that he married her. Yeah. 
Oh, polygamy, I'm telling you. So there was jealousy and favoritism. Um, was there was there a lot of jealousy with all of the wives, or was it mostly between you and the, the youngest? Um, it was... They were jealous of me, and uh, um, he was trying to make decisions for my girls with other wives, with my younger sister. How did he support five wives and families? Um, he was actually on Social Security. He was receiving Social Security and... Um, for what? Because of his age. He was receiving Social Security. Not but, at first. Not by at the first. time, yeah, but by, so by the time he got all of his wives, he was retired. Right. And receiving a Social Security check. Yeah. But that didn't support five families. His father made allowances to allow him to, and then with his tax return and... Oh, my goodness. So you lived in poverty. Right. You, we, you grew up in poverty, and then you got married and right. lived in poverty continually. Right. Well, and we, that's the way it is in the Kingston group, too. Well, we lived on a farm, so the, the kids started working young, so that... Mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of a lot of your food would have been supplied at that point too from farm. Right. Right. Um, so, how many years were you married before you finally left the Kingston group, and 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 what what caused you to make the choice to leave? I was like thirty. We'd been married for thirty four years. Um, when my next the youngest daughter turned fourteen, then he started wanting to get, find her husband, and that was not acceptable to me. She was a she was a child. And I made it very plain. She had to be an adult. She couldn't marry a close relative. And Good for you. And he shouldn't be married, and, and he couldn't honor any of those things. And so he did. He looked, He continued to, but not through me. I have a sister. So he's doing it behind your back. Doing yeah. it behind my back. Mm -hmm. he, knew, he knew I wouldn't go along with it. So he would, you know, he went to my daughter as well, mm -hmm. looking for a husband for her, and I... Did she know that he was looking for a husband for her? Oh, yeah. He told, he told her, and then she told me. Okay, okay. <laughs> because, I mean, I needed to know these things. Sure, I'm her mom. of course. Right. Naturally. And, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, to, to hear you say, I, I saw this happening to my daughter, and I, I didn't want that to happen to her. Whereas so many women in the polygamy groups want their daughters to be married into the same thing that they were married into. Right. But you didn't. You wanted better for I, them. Definitely. I wanted her older sister... Was in, well, you know her her sister, who has been on this show, uh, was Rachel. Abused. Yeah, Ra Rachel, Rachel. She was abused, and mm -hmm. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I could see that that was what was going to happen. And besides, she was a baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. And and you you brought up Rachel, and so I'd like to mention to our viewers right now. Um, Rachel Brown has been interviewed on our show a couple of times in the past, two or three times actually. Um, she's the 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 da your daughter, and she's the one who had the three girls that the judge gave those two those three daughters to the polygamist husband into right. his custody, and they're still in his custody. They right? are. They are. And so it was it was very exciting, Carrie, when I heard that that you were leaving. That, that Rachel's mother was also leaving. I was right. thought, wow, this is this is great. How did you feel when when uh, you when when Rachel first said she was leaving? How did you feel about her leaving the Kingston group? You know what? I was for it. I, she she enough is enough. She took more than she should have. He was abusive to her. Mm -hmm. He was abusive to the kids. When he would come over, you could feel fear. You shouldn't feel that. Right. Right. No one could do anything. I remember the fear he brought in, and 
nobody deserves that. And he was extremely physically abusive to her. Oh, yeah. Very, very, and to other wives that he had, too. Oh, yeah. True. And um, so how many years after Rachel left was it before you left? It was a few years. Um, I, I'm not sure how many years. It was probably, what, four, maybe? Thereabouts. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to get my GED because that's another thing. We're not allowed to have an education. Yeah, that's right. And I wasn't going to leave without it. <laughs> so you got your GED before you left? We took, I took the last, last test on the way out. <laughs> Good we, for you. <laughs> we loaded the car and stopped in. I took the test and then we drove to Salt Lake. So, yeah. Wow, that was, that's quite a, So you had it planned. You, oh, yeah. you had it planned in advance. Oh, yeah. Um, when you left the group, um, well, first of all, how many children did you have while you were still there? I had, oh. I had 11 children. So eight. you're their mother, 11. Yeah, mm -hmm. eight boys and three girls. Wow. Eight, um, seven of my boys are still in. Wow. One of my boys left on his own. And, and how many of your daughters did you bring out with you? I have three only. And so they're all three with you. They're all and, three out. And the two youngest ones, so Rachel is, the, is of course, already out, but then right. you brought three young, two, two younger ones with right. you. One of them was your husband was trying to marry off. Right. And then the other one was too young, but you knew that that would happen to her. Well, she's 13 now, so this is not very far from when he was looking. When he was looking to marry. <laughs> so that's what would be happening, too. Oh, yeah. So now, now you're, you're out and you face all kinds of, of troubles and struggles. And, and, of course, Rachel's out already, so she's able to help you. And you did contact our ministry to help. And, and so you got support from different areas. But there's still a lot of struggles and trials and troubles when a woman leaves polygamy, especially with uh, dependent children. Right. What, what would you say was your greatest struggle? I did not have a, I did not have a clue how to get a job. I wasn't sure how to get an apartment. Um, all those things. You Did just you know how to open a bank account? I had I I knew how to open a bank account, but because of your uh, because of uh, credit, they're they're really funny about it. Yeah, they are. That's true. So uh, it's really it was really hard to get anything. So I get I actually get paid on a pay card because of that. Uh huh. So okay. So when women, if, if, if you were going to talk to a woman who wanted to leave a polygamy group after your experience right. uh, and say she was on maybe the same level that you were on when you left a first right. wife with, with young kids and whatnot, what would you advise her to do before she left and then as soon as she left? The first thing I, I would say, be sure that you have either a diploma or a GED, number one thing. And... Um, Maybe try to get a bank account that you can take with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I know when Rachel wanted to get a, when she first opened up her bank account, she was told, I think it was by her father, which would be your husband, when he found out she had a personal bank account on the outside of the group with only her name on it that that was wicked and the only way that it would be considered okay was if she, if she put a man's name on it which could either be himself or her husband oh yeah oh that yeah. would have been a mistake oh it would have for sure did that happen with you at all was that kind of a, no it, that it wasn't like it i don't know if i really surprised him um i had told i did tell him i was planning on moving to salt lake 
I wanted to get a job and moved so to Salt Lake. So he might have thought you were, known you were leaving. Were your sister wives glad that you were kind of competition out of the way? I, I believe so. Because <laughs> <laughs> they get, they don't, yeah. But then I was no competition anyway. I felt like I was already on the outs mm -hmm. when I left. Put you, put you in retirement, kind of. What about the doctrine of the Kingston Group? When you left, were you threatened with hell and damnation and son of perdition? Did, did Were you told that... There's no way you could please God now because you were gone. When I was growing up, I I was raised to believe that that you if you if I left, I'd go to hell. I never really heard anything from anybody, but I was urged to come back. Mm -hmm. But uh, before when I was a kid, I mean that was always a fear. I mean, did you fear that when you left? Was that a fear in the back of your mind when I, you finally decided to leave? I believe it was, but it, I knew that the life I was going to have would be. A, worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really believe I'd go to hell because... Because you left. Because, well, I started going to my the church. My brothers go to a Christian church and, uh -huh. and they don't teach that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, the, and, and the Kingston group is not the Savior Jesus is. No, they're not. So we don't have to worry about that part of it anyway at all. No. What about... Uh, a, a, a practice that the polygamy groups and even the even Mormonism itself uh, inv get, involves themselves in, and that is, if you leave, they'll shun you. They won't talk to you. They'll, especially the Kingston group, they'll disown you. And the FLDS do this as well. Right. Did you feel like that you've been shunned or that you've been shut out of some people's lives that you would like to be part of? I believe so. I believe that a certain amount of people there's a certain amount of people that believe that and will never talk to their kids, which makes no sense to me and there's a certain amount of people that don't care they're like well it's my friend it's my child it's my sister you know whatever um my mom hasn't talked to me my your mom, mother hasn't since my mom, you left no she don't talk to me oh so i'm yeah well I, you were a hell child anyway so exactly it's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> proved it to her. I don't right. know. That's, Maybe so. But that's sad because being part of the group, I mean, the the the, the whole part of, of, of Mormonism is free agency and that they we reserve the right to worship God according to our conscience. And so right. why isn't it go both ways? Right. It makes you wonder about that. And of course, in the polygamy groups, they teach that same um, doctrine as, as the Mormon church does. Um, so when you left, did your did your husband support you financially? Did he offer you financial help? Was he supportive of the kids that you brought with you? How did that go? Um, he didn't support me. Um, I found help other ways. I, uh, when I first come down, come down, I stayed with my brother for about a month or a little better, and then I stayed at Rachel's and with, with her and her kids in a two-bedroom apartment, and me and my two girls. That was quite a house load. Mm -hmm. I stayed with her for a while and then we uh, got our own, own place but um, yeah we uh, and that was quite an ordeal to, to get oh my gosh. to get your own place and get it rented and, and in your name and right and pay the rent and the deposit and right all that it took just to start getting established on your own it's tough yeah it's tough for a woman in polygamy to do that right. woman with kids especially Rachel, she had three young kids that she yeah, pulled out with her. Right, that that had to be really. I know that was rough. Yeah, but she lived in a shelter for a while. Yeah, it it was it was a tough thing. Yeah, uh, for her. So um, when did 
did Rachel, your daughter, when she left, did, do you think that had any bearing at all on your choice to finally make the move to get out? I mean, she kind of, did she pave the way to make it something that you would want to follow, or do you think you would have done it anyway? It helped. It helped having her and my brothers. It did, it did help. I think we would have done it anyway. <laughs> I think we would have, but it helped because I had somewhere to go, and, and I wasn't really as destitute as I could have been. That's true. That's true because you did have that. Now, your daughters, um, the two that you brought with you, right. one of them is 13 now, and the other right. one is 18. Right. Uh, how did they feel at that time leaving and leaving behind their friends, all that they knew? That's interesting is because they wanted to come. They, they didn't want to stay behind with they their did friends not and family. The funny thing is, is Rhoda's like me. She, she didn't go to church for like two years unless they forced her before we left. So she, was, she didn't want to go to church. So she would come down. When we come down here, they, had, they, were, they wanted to come. Yeah. And, and so there wasn't any um, grieving on their part that they had to leave their old life behind? It wasn't their life. She missed her brothers. Yeah. Um, Rhoda missed her brothers. And when they first come down and would see us, then she would be really sad. But she's a lot better now. We're getting close to the end. Uh, um, and so very quickly, um, what about your daughters? The, the polygamy group lost two assets when they lost your daughters because right. they would have been plural wives. I, I, How, did, did they try to get them back? Honestly, I don't think that they, I don't, honestly, I don't think that uh, their dad believes that, I mean, Rhoda's 13. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would like to influence her to, to marry. Yeah. And, and do you think he's trying to? Do you think anybody's trying to get them back so they can get become a plural wife in the group? I, I, I think they do it, he does it subtly because yeah. he knows how I feel about it. Yeah. But I, I'm really lucky because uh, as soon as Linda turned 18, then she got a job so she could help. And that's... And it's great, um, and I want to thank you for coming and sharing part of your story. I think one of the most refreshing things was when I talked to your daughters when you first left and you were in that transition stage, and neither one of them wanted to have anything to do with going back to that polygamous environment. And right. I thought, that's that's great that those girls don't want to be part of that. Right. That's that's good. Uh, thank you, Carrie, for sharing with us. I really do appreciate it, and I'm sure our viewers will enjoy hearing your story too. So thanks for sharing it. Thanks for inviting us. me. You're welcome. So, and we've just heard Carrie's story. Another woman who had the courage to get out of polyg a polygamy group and a polygamist married. And we applaud Carrie, and we applaud her daughter Rachel, and all the other polygamous women and mothers who have decided to make a better life for themselves and their children. And we want polygamists every everywhere to know who are watching the show that God does not smile on polygamy or on any female subservience and abuse or on male sexual gratification at the expense of women and children. God smiles on those who will seek his truths through his word and his word does not condone or command polygamy. Polygamy groups act as though polygamy is the savior and that Jesus is just an afterthought. But it is Jesus who saves, it's he who died on the cross for our sins so that we could get saved. Polygamy is condemned by God, not condoned. Thank you for watching. See you next time. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. 
You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.